Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. A group of astronomers poring over data from the James Webb Space Telescope has glimpsed light from ionized helium in a distant galaxy. It could indicate the presence of the universe's very first generation of stars. That's next. Explore math mysteries in the quanta book, The Prime Number Conspiracy, published by the MIT Press. Available now at amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, or your local bookstore. The stars that the astronomers spotted in the James Webb Space Telescope data are long sought after and inaptly named Population 3 stars. They would have been enormous balls of hydrogen and helium sculpted from the universe's primordial gas. Theorists started imagining these first fireballs in the 1970s, hypothesizing that after short lifetimes, they exploded as supernovas, forging heavier elements and spewing them into the cosmos. That star stuff later gave rise to population two stars, more abundant in heavy elements, than even richer population one stars like our sun, as well as planets, asteroids, comets, and eventually life itself. Rebecca Bowler, an astronomer at the University of Manchester in the United Kingdom, says we exist, so we know there must have been a first generation of stars. Now, Xin Wang, an astronomer at the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Beijing, and his colleagues think they've found them. It's really surreal. Like the first time I did a quick analysis, finishing the reduction of the data, the spectroscopic observations, and look at all the spectral extractions for all the sources. And this one just stand out immediately. And I look at the spectra, said to myself, I never saw the UV so blue. Meaning bright. Confirmation is still needed. The team's paper, posted on the preprint server archive.org in December, is awaiting peer review at Nature. Even if the researchers are wrong, a more convincing detection of the first stars may not be far off. The Webb Telescope, which is transforming vast swaths of astronomy, is thought capable of peering far enough away in space and time to see them. Already, it's detected distant galaxies whose unusual brightness suggests they may contain population three stars. And other research groups vying to discover the stars with the web are analyzing their own data now. Mike Norman is a physicist at the University of California, San Diego, who studies the stars in computer simulations. He says this is absolutely one of the hottest questions going. A definitive discovery would allow astronomers to start probing the star's size and appearance, when they existed, and how, in the primordial darkness, they suddenly lit up. Bowler says it would be one of the more fundamental changes in the history of the universe. About 400,000 years after the Big Bang, electrons, protons, and neutrons settled down enough to combine into hydrogen and helium atoms. As the temperature kept dropping, dark matter gradually clumped up, pulling the atoms with it. Inside the clumps, 
hydrogen, and helium were squashed by gravity, condensing into enormous balls of gas until the balls became so dense that nuclear fusion suddenly ignited in their centers. The first stars were born. German astronomer Walter Bada categorized the stars in our galaxy into types 1 and 2 in 1944. The former includes our sun and other metal-rich stars. The latter contains older stars made of lighter elements. The idea of population three stars entered the literature decades later. In a 1984 paper that raised their profile, British astrophysicist Bernard Carr described the vital role this original breed of star may have played in the early universe. He and his colleagues wrote that their heat, or explosions, could have re-ionized the universe, and their heavy element yield could have produced a burst of pre-galactic enrichment, giving rise to later stars richer in heavier elements. Carr and his co-authors estimated that the stars could have grown to immense sizes, measuring anywhere between a few hundred and 100,000 times more massive than our sun. That's because of the large volume of hydrogen and helium gas available in the early universe. Those at the heavier end of the range, so-called supermassive stars, would have been relatively cool, red, and bloated, with sizes that could encompass almost our entire solar system. Denser, more modestly sized variants of population three stars would have shown blue hot with surface temperatures of some 50,000 degrees Celsius compared to just 5,500 degrees for our sun. In 2001, computer simulations led by physicist Mike Norman explained how such large stars could form. In the present universe, clouds of gas fragment into lots of small stars, but the simulations showed that gas clouds in the early universe were much hotter than modern clouds, so they couldn't as easily condense, which meant they were less efficient at star formation. Instead, entire clouds would collapse into a single giant star. Their immense proportions meant the stars were short-lived, lasting a few million years at most. That's because more massive stars burn through their available fuel more quickly. So population three stars wouldn't have lasted long in the history of the universe, perhaps a few hundred million years as the last pockets of primordial gas dissipated. There are many uncertainties. How massive did these stars really become? How late into the universe did they exist? And how abundant were they in the early universe? Astronomer Rebecca Bowler says they're completely different stars compared to the stars in our own galaxy. Because they're so far away and existed so briefly, finding evidence for them has been a challenge. However, in 1999, astronomers at the University of Colorado Boulder predicted that the stars should produce a telltale signature specific frequencies of light emitted by helium-2, or helium atoms that are missing an electron, when each atom's remaining electron moves between energy levels. James Trussler is an astronomer at the University of Manchester. He says the helium emission is not actually originating from within the stars themselves, 
Rather, it was created when energetic photons from the star's hot surfaces plowed into gas surrounding the star. Daniel Scherer of the University of Geneva expanded on the idea in 2002. He calls it a relatively simple prediction. The hunt was on. In 2015, Scherer and his colleagues thought they might have found something. They detected a possible hint of a helium-2 signature in a distant, primitive galaxy that might have been linked to a group of Population 3 stars. Seen as it appeared 800 million years after the Big Bang, the galaxy looked as if it might contain the first evidence of the first stars in the universe. Later work, led by Rebecca Bowler, disputed the findings, finding evidence for oxygen emission from the source. That rules out a pure population three scenario because we found this oxygen signature. An independent group then failed to detect the helium-2 line seen by the initial team. Could others fare better? Astronomers pinned their hopes on the James Webb Space Telescope, which NASA launched in December of 2021. And we have engine start. And liftoff. Decollage, liftoff from a tropical rainforest to the edge of time itself. James Webb begins a voyage back to the birth of the universe. The telescope, with its six and a half meter or 21 foot mirror, tennis court sized sunshield, and unprecedented sensitivity to infrared light, can peer more easily into the early universe than any telescope before it. Because light takes time to travel here, the telescope sees faint, faraway objects as they appeared long ago. The telescope can also do spectroscopy, breaking up light into its component wavelengths, which allows it to look for the helium-2 hallmark of Population 3 stars. Astronomer Xin Wang's team analyzed spectroscopy data for more than 2,000 of Webb's targets. One is a distant galaxy seen as it appeared just 620 million years after the Big Bang. According to the researchers, the galaxy is split into two pieces. Their analysis showed that one half seems to have the key signature of helium-2 mixed with light from other elements, potentially pointing to a hybrid population of thousands of Population 3 and other stars. Spectroscopy of the second half of the galaxy has yet to be done, but its brightness hints at a more Population 3 rich environment. Here's Wang again. Since this source is very peculiar and very important, we are trying to apply for observing time for James Webb in the next cycle, in cycle two, to cover the entire galaxy. Wang says that would give them a shot at confirming these objects. Physicist Mike Norman says if the helium-2 results stand up to scrutiny, the galaxy is a head-scratcher. He says that would mean one possibility is a cluster of Population 3 stars. But Norman isn't sure if Population 3 stars and later stars could mix together so readily. Daniel Whalen, an astrophysicist at the University of Portsmouth, is similarly cautious. It is evidence... Definitely, it could be evidence of a mixture of POP3 stars and POP2 stars in one galaxy. But even though this would be the first direct evidence of the universe's first stars, Whelan says... It's not clean evidence. 
Other piping hot cosmic objects can produce a similar helium-2 signature, including scorching disks of material that swirl around black holes. Wang thinks his team can rule out a black hole as the source because they didn't detect specific oxygen, nitrogen, or ionized carbon signatures that would be expected in that case. However, the work still awaits peer review, and even then, follow-up observations will need to confirm its potential findings. Other groups using the Webb telescope are also hunting for the first stars. Besides looking for helium-2, Another search method is to use the gravity of giant clusters of galaxies to see individual stars in the early universe. That idea was proposed by astronomer Roger Windhorst of Arizona State University and colleagues in 2018. Using a massive object like a cluster to warp light and magnify more distant objects is a common way astronomers obtain views of distant galaxies. Windhorst believes that even individual Population 3 stars approaching the edge of a heavy cluster could in principle undergo nearly infinite magnification and pop into view. Windhorst leads a Webb telescope program that's attempting the technique. He says he's pretty confident that in a year or two we'll have seen some. He says we already have some candidates. Similarly, Eros Vanzella, an astronomer at the National Institute for Astrophysics in Italy, is leading a program that's studying a clump of 10 or 20 candidate Population 3 stars using gravitational lensing. He says they're just playing with the data now. And there remains the tantalizing possibility that some of the unexpectedly bright galaxies already seen by the James Webb Space Telescope in the early universe could owe their brightness to massive Population 3 stars. Vanzella hopes that in the next weeks or months, the first stars will be detected. Matt Carlstrom helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Jonathan O'Callaghan's full article, Astronomers Say They Have Spotted the Universe's First Stars, on our website, quantamagazine.org. Quantum Magazine is an editorially independent online publication supported by the Simons Foundation to enhance public understanding of science. Music